This is the Tornado Trackers Podcast. The Tornado Trackers are storm chasers Jeremy Heyman, Jeff Mangum, and me, Gabe Cox. Hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm Gabe. And I'm Jeff. Welcome to the Tornado Trackers podcast. Uh, awesome to have y'all here with us today. Uh, this is a storm chasing podcast. This is a severe weather podcast. And most importantly to me, it's a best friends podcast. Uh, the three of us Tornado Trackers guys uh, are best buddies. We go storm chase. We text each other nonstop about weather. Um yeah, and we're here to talk about it because uh, we love to do it anyway. So uh, why not we bring you into it as well? So thank you guys again, like I said, so much for joining us. This is actually the last episode of our first season. Um, and it's just been such a fun last like five, six months that we've been recording podcasts. Uh, it's been a huge addition to to my life personally. Um, yeah, fellas, how are you guys feeling about the the first season? Yeah, it's it's been quite a surprise, actually. I think one of the cool things is, obviously, we love telling the stories of our chases and stories of of what's been going on and getting to interview some remarkable people. And I think what's been even greater than that is the feedback we've gotten, just the listeners and so many uh, wonderful responses. And I think that's uh, been really encouraging. So I, I think being able to be a part of this entire community um, has been really special. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. And honestly, I've been shocked at the response. Um, it's just been really awesome. And m- one of the most shocking things is all of the non weather people who have tuned in and enjoy the show and have told me um, that they're getting something out of it. They're pulling themes out from our chase stories that apply to a more, you know, universal type theme that they can apply to their lives. And that's been really awesome and humbling, honestly, that we've been able to to reach beyond the the weather world with this. Yeah, it really just does. It confirms kind of our theory that... I don't know. The the weather is like life and life is like the weather, right? And uh, yeah. there's just it's just there's just fil- so filled with metaphors and so far fart so much a part <laughs> of uh, uh of just yeah, life and um the human soul. So it's been such such a fun time. And um yeah, it's just been amazing to do it with you fellas too. Like we get to yeah. spend a little bit of time together. I know we're not in the same place. Uh, we don't all live in the same place. And so, yeah, just wonderful to get to to see y'all and um, pretty awesome. Yeah, totally. That's been that's been the best part for me is being able to have another platform for the three of us to connect. And if <laughs> if if it's fun for other people, awesome. If people can't see, we actually have huge bottles of champagne to celebrate <laughs> the end of season one. Yeah. Yes. We bought uh, $3,000 golden mics. Yes. Yep. That's yep. where all of our Patreon money went. Yeah. It just yeah. felt like that's Oops. the right thing to do. Yeah. I'm getting $100 candles. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Uh, speaking of which, is there a candle update? Uh, candle update. Uh, yeah. Candle update is that there's no candle, uh, still, uh, I'm in a candle drought, uh-huh. so, uh, it's feast or famine. So it's, it's like it's a chase season. Um, you have these big waves of 
chases where you you get a lot of tornadoes and you get a lot of beautiful storms and then then you bust the, you you miss out and i'm i'm kind of in a, a bit of a bust season right now i just have not been very candle uh centric is it the summer recently. months is it like the I, I heat it is. yeah do you not want to light a fire when it's hot out i, I feel like i'm already on fire <laughs> yeah and so um but you know I, this podcast also has has re-energized my love for candles and so uh, I do want to I do want to say thank you to the podcast for that. <laughs> That's hilarious. If you guys want to help Jeff out, please leave comments on Apple yes. Podcasts of your favorite candles. We gotta we gotta help a brother out here. I'm in a drought. <laughs> I need help, please help Jeff. <laughs> We've started a special candle fund on GoFundMe. Yep, I would utilize it. <laughs> Well, fellas, I think we want to take a little um, look back on this chase season. 2021 was an interesting year for tornadoes. Uh, it looks like that there were no severe tornadoes. So those are tornadoes that are greater than EF3 um, recorded in the month of May this year, which is, which is pretty wild. Uh, May is often thought of as the most active time for tornadoes. Um, yeah, kind of having a severe uh, or a strong tornado drought in the United States. And it's been, has it been eight years since the last EF5? More Oklahoma 2013. More. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. That's fascinating. And sorry, I misspoke. Uh, a severe or a strong tornado is a tornado rated uh, above EF2. EF2. So three, EF3, 4, and 5 is a strong tornado. So that's even more, um, that's even more surprising. Nothing in May got above an EF2. So yeah, really. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. according to the the Capital Weather Gang, the Washington Post blog. Yeah, I can't think of one. That's crazy. Pretty wild. It looks like May, um, let me see. The average is 272 tornadoes uh, between 2011 and 2020. This May, we, I guess we were slightly above average uh, with 289, it looks like, yeah. uh, according to the SPC. But, Feels like a deceptive But a low, low, low yeah. end. Low end, a lot of low end. Um, and we were, we were out in different capacities uh, this, this May. We all uh, kind of had different experiences across the board. Um, it, was a, it was an interesting different year for us, I feel like, in some ways. Um, I got, I personally got out more than I usually do. Uh, Jeff, I know you got out less than you usually do. And Gabe, whereabouts did it fall for you um, in terms of number of days out chasing? Yeah, this was the year that I was able to commit the most. Um, it felt more like a career than previous years. Um, I, th I think Jeff and I kind of switched places as far as that goes. <laughs> Jeff yeah. was usually the one that was out all the time and I was stuck at home. That's true. Um, That's but true. We, we swapped spots this year. Yeah, th this year was is difficult to, for me to get out. I, I think uh, I probably averaged previous in previous years somewhere between twenty five and thirty days where I was actually chasing uh, in the spring. And if you really think about it, I mean, basically a month worth over the course of a few months. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but this year, I chased a grand total of three days. So does that disqualify me from being a tornado tracker? That's actually a question I have. Um, but I've had some unique things happen in my personal life, um, taking a change of careers. And in the fall, I'm going to be enrolled in the online um, 
uh, degree plan for broadcast meteorology with Mississippi State University. So, heck yeah. Yeah, very excited about that. Uh, a little intimidated by it, a little anxious, but pretty excited about it. But um, I've had to take some classes at the local community college um, uh, virtually, obviously. And uh, so I've, I've taken some classes to kind of get that old GPA up from college, <laughs> which is 24 years ago is when I was in the middle of college. So I've had to bump up the GPA so I can get some uh, financial aid. Uh, so there's been some work I've had to do that's kind of kept me from being able to go out and chase. So it's been a little frustrating, but I've been living vicariously through my brother, Gabe. Well, the the three days you were able to commit to chasing, you made count too. That's true. <laughs> that's one of the highlights of my chase season was one of the days that we got to go out together which was the Lockett, Texas tornadoes. Amazing. I think we saw five that day. Five tornadoes that day. Yeah. Wow. So, you made a count. I made a count. (laughs) I I, I was holding very dearly the the number of tornadoes, holding them close to my chest. (laughs) And then that epic spaceship looking supercell in Kansas as you're driving in. Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty funny and wild story. So Gabe was already in Kansas. He'd been chasing for uh, the previous two weeks, I, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. And I finally, uh, I saw a, a setup that was happening in Kansas and Nebraska, and it looked pretty potent. And and so I had some different things going on. Uh, my son's in the middle of playing baseball. There's just a lot happening. And so I uh, had some some different responsibilities, but I decided I'm going to make the trip. But I could not leave until about 10 p.m. the night before. So the only way I was going to get to where I needed to get from, from Central Austin, Texas, we got to remind everyone right, from Austin, <laughs> yeah. Texas to Kansas to to Western Kansas was was to drive straight, like no brakes, um, just pouring coffee on my head, <laughs> using it as deodorant. I mean, just coffee, coffee, coffee. And I did, I drove, I don't even know how many hours that is. It has to be about 12 hours. And right as I'm driving to Colby, Kansas, isn't that right? That's right. Colby, Kansas. And that's where Gabe was, had stayed the night and I'm almost to meet him. And there is this ridiculous storm that had blown up in the morning, which is it caught everyone by surprise because we're waiting uh, for the afternoon show Yeah, uh, because the atmosphere is most volatile in the afternoon after the sun bakes everything. But uh, that morning, these huge Mamatis clouds, which are those really big round clouds that are mesmerizing and this spaceship looking uh, storm. And so bef- before I even saw Gabe, I saw that storm and that made the trip worth it. Yeah, that was a wild storm. That's definitely atypical for a chase morning. And probably one of the craziest looking supercells i've ever seen yeah it was wild is that is that footage up on on uh youtube yet of that cell it is not up on youtube however it will be available to our patrons on patreon Uh, but if you go to our instagram you can see photos of it and you can see it it looked like we were about to be abducted honestly it was (laughs) like (laughs) independence day type thing that was unreal i felt so happy for you, Jeff. Obviously, Gabe too. But after having that long that long commute, shall we say? Yes. Um, that was that's a pretty sweet treat to get in the morning. Oh man, that was so freaking. Well, and I would say 
the next two days. Uh, and, and really that afternoon, we were expecting some really big things. But storms around us just were not getting it done. And so uh, long and behold, my drive home, I realized that that first storm was really the highlight of mm. that two-day trip, which again, was well worth it to me. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, I think over the years, I, I'm sure each of us differ per- personally, but kind of like the definition of what we call quote unquote success while chasing, you know, mm-hmm. shifts and changes and yeah. Um, and yeah, I, calling that a win is is absolutely the right thing, in my opinion. Not yeah. everyone might say that, but... Well, and yeah. that structure, I mean, really good storm structure like that, to me, that blew the majority of the tornadoes I saw throughout the year out of the water. It was just mesmerizing and you could sit and watch it go by. And I mean, I saw, I've seen, I think, 21 tornadoes this year, but Ooh. the large <laughs> majority of those were not anything really to I, I mean they happened so fast i couldn't even get my camera out a lot of them or they were grungy and behind rain and you could hardly see them so that was by far better than the majority of the tornadoes that i saw and i think that's what people they kind of make that mistake going out if they're going storm chasing for the first time or people who i've, I've brought along in the car i have to tell them like hey look tornadoes are the cherry on top but if you're only going out to see a tornado, you're going to miss out on some really incredible stuff and your gauge for success is going to be offset because the storm tr- structure this year was pretty wild. I, there was a couple of storms this year that were just some of the most wild supercells I've ever seen. And honestly, a lot of the times I would take those over tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I got to see a crazy um, structure show in mid-May. Uh, I feel like the season was really kind of like bottom loaded on the bottom of May, um, the, the tail end of May, but mid-May um, in near Lamar, Colorado, there was some just crazy mothership structure that was for sure a highlight um, of my trip as well, or my few times that I got to get out as well. Um, but yeah, I totally agree, Gabe. Like structure is, is so awesome. Some storm chasers may call us lame for that, but <laughs> it's like <laughs> we we enjoy. That's just- fine. I mean, everyone's out for a different reason. I I mean, just lightning or any dark clouds in general get me excited. Still, like I'm yeah, just. That's right. I, it doesn't take much to get me excited. So I'll take a tornado. Like that's the ultimate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'll settle for storm structure if it looks good. Now we we've discussed this before on one of our previous podcasts, but where is our favorite places to chase we all have different places for me it's the kansas fields Mm -hmm. and so i saw that storm structure right over this beautiful green field so that kind of checked the box how about you guys yeah previously i would say say oklahoma oklahoma has has really not delivered tornadoes very well (laughs) especially this year um that's more of like a nostalgia vote for me but I've, I really love, yeah, like Panhandle of Nebraska. Um, there's some, can be some really, really beautiful oh, stuff yeah. up there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Texas Panhandle for me, it's still, uh, at the beginning of the season, that's what I was saying. And now that the season's over, that's where I saw the majority of my tornadoes that's this right. year. Yeah. A lot around Lubbock, actually. I was just looking through some of our videos and photos and it was a busy, uh, a, a busy season in Texas, especially. I think think mm-hmm. so far this year it's it's recorded the most tornadoes out of any state yeah west texas and the panhandle especially for sure yeah. 
So we're going to save a lot of our uh, chasing accounts for podcast episodes, especially the big ones. But I want to I want to check in with you guys. And, you know, even if we're going to do an episode, uh, an episode on this later, if you could just give like a summary of some of the big highlights for you this season and maybe a low light, a, a day that didn't go according to plan. Yeah, I, I can I can start this off. Um, so Lockett, Texas. Um, we, we went together, Gabe, you and I, and we went mm-hmm. chasing. And that was April 23rd. April 23rd, uh, to be exact. And we didn't know if we we're going to see tornadoes. We were hopeful. Um, we knew we were going to see some, some beautiful, severe storms. And there was this one storm that just kept grabbing our attention. And I remember there was a moment where, uh, two other storms Southwest and then one that was further South of that storm popped up. And they looked really good. Mm-hmm. And we found ourselves in this really complicated conversation with each other, trying to figure out which storm do we go at? Do we go to the one that's most north and just seems to be going bonkers? Uh, is it going to keep going bonkers or will the other two start to go bonkers? And so uh, we probably drove south five miles and stopped North five miles and stopped, south five <laughs> miles and stopped. We probably did it three or four times until finally uh, we decided to go in that northern storm. And and I think that's actually one of the things we try to do when we're chasing. You do the best you can to keep certain storms in play as mm-hmm. long as you can. Yeah. And then you eventually have to make a decision. And so we we eventually made that decision and said, hey, we're going to ride with this storm, this north. And if it doesn't work out for us, it doesn't work out for us. And so... We get to the storm and you could just tell it was starting to do work and it was reorganizing. And there's this moment where we're with our friend, Mike, and we see this funnel coming down and we're convinced that sucker was going to drop and it didn't. It was a tease, Um, but you could see the rotation on the storm just picking up. And so we got in the car, we hauled east and probably 10, 15 minutes later, we looked to the north and we see this white rope just coming down and it was this beautiful tornado and we're, we're cheering and we're yelling and we're driving and we're looking at maps. We're doing all the things. And that storm was, was cyclic. So it just kept on producing these tornadoes. It would go up and give it about 10 more minutes. It would produce another tornado and just some fascinating tornadoes that day. So that's the highlight without a doubt for me. Um, I would say the low light, uh, oddly enough, is even though we're talking about that mothership, that big spaceship looking storm that we saw in Kansas uh, that morning, that afternoon, I think was the low light because yeah. it was, uh, I believe it was a moderate risk, which is a significant risk uh, of strong tornadoes that day. And there was just no possible way that storms were not going to pop up where we were. And, uh, and they just, they would build up and they would just poof, they would just go out and they just did that for us the entire afternoon and evening. So I think that was one of those days we had really high expectations and which is dangerous. We talk about that, like going in with low expectations always works out. But when you go in with high expectations, there's a part of you going, if this, if this plan falters, we're going to be frustrated. And, and, uh, and we still saw some some amazing stuff, especially toward yeah. sunset. We saw some amazing storms, but from a tornado chase, I think a uh, hundred yep. miles north, there were some immaculate tornadoes that were dropping. So we were we were a little frustrated from that. So out of three were, days chasing, that was my low light. Uh, there were a lot of distress chasers that day. We weren't alone That's for right. sure. That's right. 
Yeah, for me, I have a kind of a funny highlight uh, that I'm excited to for sure talk about later on the podcast uh, and bring a special guest on as well. But yeah, it was in my neck of the woods here in north central Colorado. Um, It was on June 7th. Uh, It was the Plattsville Landspout that was seen around the world, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty a pretty incredible moment, out of the blue, sort of uh, freak Colorado thing that that happened. They estimate that it, it was it's possible. I'm not saying this is what happened, but the tornado was so well defined and tall, and obviously low precipitation that something like five million people could have maybe seen it. Wow! Like in the front range, just in terms of like the the population density. Well, I think I saw pictures from the the airport in Denver. Yes. Where people could see it clearly. That's yeah, ridiculous. People had a caught huge it. audience. Yeah, huge audience. People caught it from the air, from airplanes, from yeah. uh, all up and down the, the front range. So, <laughs> an incredible, incredible event. And yeah, and I was, I was just out living life, you know, a normal day in my life after work and thought I would take my dog and my daughter on a little walk around the park. And a friend called me who was at uh, Target just walking in the parking lot. And they're like, I think I see a tornado. <laughs> um, and and so I immediately looked on radar and yeah, uh, lo and behold, this incredibly beautiful uh, land spout tornado. This thing was so tall. And so I, of course, wanted to take a look at it, but I had my dog and my daughter with me. <laughs> and so I, it was rush hour traffic. I mean, the worst possible storm chasing um, kind of environment possible. Um, but I was like, let's try to get a better look at this thing. Um, it was still plenty far away from us. We weren't, we weren't even close. We were, we were still miles and miles and miles away from it, but I wanted to get away from some trees and some buildings and, and see if we could get uh, a look at it. But that's amazing. Um, a beautiful thing. And my wife, uh, of all people, got the best photos of, of between her and I, um, which was really fun for her um, and super stoked to, to have her on the podcast in the future to to get her take on it because she was just she was just buzzing for for days and days afterwards. That's and, awesome. And strengthens the marriage. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> yeah, she never she thought she would never see one. And um, she got some some great shots. So that yeah. was really rad family affair your wife got her first tornado your eight month old got her first tornado (laughs) your dog yeah yeah (laughs) super that's awesome that's such a great story uh but just so beautiful and some just unbelievable footage that that folks caught i mean it really showed me that you know, uh, a event like this near a population center, like and now the ubiquity of like really beautiful, great smartphones, you know, in everyone's pockets, it just creates these like incredible social media moments where mm-hmm. you get some like freaking up close stuff mm-hmm. of just people who are right there, um, yeah. who aren't like chasing, but just no, they're, who are they're just... walking their daughters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So incredible. I didn't have my drone on me. I was like, oh, of course I was like, keep the drone with you at all times just yeah. in case <laughs> that would have been a dream for sure but a stunning land spout event yeah i'm i'm excited to hear the full story behind that for sure i remember that day clearly because you sent that picture and i thought oh cool he's, he's sending something from somebody else and like, no that's that's me <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> shoot <me. laughs> yeah um, and then the, the low light for me would be missing the sudan texas 
tornado um, on May 16th. That thing was just stunning. I, I went home the day before I was out for a few days. I had to get home for work. I uh, couldn't quite make the commitment all the way down to the panhandle, but that thing was just, was awesome. A beautiful, beautiful tornado. Uh, that's going to be like taught in textbooks for sure. I think there's a few tornadoes like that this year, but so happy for all the chasers who who caught that one. They did a great job documenting it, but that one burned a little bit. Uh, yeah. Missing it. And Gabe, you had, you had a bit more time out uh, than both Jeff and I. What was, what was your, I, I don't know if you'd call it a chasecation at this point, because <laughs> I mean, you're, you're doing it for, it's like the opposite of a chasecation. Um, Chase work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the clock for sure. What yeah. uh, were the highlights and lowlights for you? Oh man. Um, this was probably one of the better tornado seasons that I've ever had, um, mainly because I was able to commit more time, but it was also a better storm season than last year. It was more active for sure. Gosh, March started out pretty active. I remember that. Um, so my first legitimate chase out this, uh, past March, it was March, uh, 12th. And it was my first chase. It was up by Lubbock and I saw two beautiful tornadoes there. That was uh, a really awesome way to, to start the season. Um, just really low precipitation, high contrast tornadoes. It was actually the, the day before what was supposed to be the more active day. Um, and the following day was more active, but the, the tornadoes were wrapped in rain and really hard to see and grungy. Uh, it was actually the following day that I had my low light. And it may or may not have worked out in my favor, but there was, uh, like I said, it was a more active day than the, the previous day where I'd seen those two gorgeous tornadoes. It's the day of the uh, happy Texas wedge. Um, yeah. I, I know Max Olson got great video of it. If you yeah. haven't seen it, we're going to add the the link in our show notes because it's he, he did an amazing job. He chased it right up to the canyon, uh, Paladoro Canyon, right up to the state park entrance. But I missed that tornado and was focused further south and it was a really frustrating chase day i remember that it just it seemed like every time i got to a storm it would fall apart um, and then i saw parameter space down in the south that looked really great and a storm about to enter that space and so i blasted south and it's you get to a point at the end of a chase day if you haven't seen anything or things are have been frustrating where you, you just push maybe a little too hard to yeah. see something. And that was the case this day on, on top of that, trying to stay out of the hail, I miscalculated where um, the base of the storm was going to move. And so I saw, I had seen a funnel cloud. I was, as I was approaching the storm and I parked on the road facing this wide open field. And my assumption was that it was going to go just North of me on the road, but I wanted to be nice and close. I wanted to stay out of the hail and I wanted to get a good shot. Unfortunately, the storm ended up going a little more east than north. <laughs> and before I knew it, a tornado was developing the field across the street and I didn't have time to move. Ooh. And so I just ducked in the passenger seat and this thing developed right on top of my car. And the last, the last thing I saw was the tree branches next to my car getting sucked off into the road. And so <laughs> I hit the deck and I looked at my camera. I'm like, oh, man, it's per perfectly framed. Like, <laughs> if nothing else, I'm going to get a shot. Yeah, this is not exactly how I planned it. But hit the deck and then it calms down. And I pick my head up, assuming that the tornado had passed because the wind calmed down. And when I looked up, I was in a stadium effect of dirt. 
and debris. That's so crazy. Like corn stalks, old corn stalks and tree branches and I, whatever else was flying around. And it was a stadium effect. And I was like, oh, shoot, this isn't over. I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> so, I ducked <laughs> back down and the second half of the developing tornado hit the car. And I thought for sure I was going to have a window blown out, but it did not. I could feel the car rocking a little bit. There was Definitely, a car next to you, I think, that did have the There was a car out. next to me. He followed me because he assumed I knew what I was doing. <laughs> um, he had his window blown out, his back window blown out, presumably from some debris that hit it. That'll teach you to follow us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow us. Uh, yeah, it was a low light for that. It was just not a smart decision. I felt kind of embarrassed about it, actually. But then when I went to go stop the camera from rolling, because, you know, I wanted to see what that looked like on camera from a steady window-mounted camera. No and question. Yes. When I went to go stop it, I pressed the record button to stop it, and it actually started rolling again. And I realized that I hadn't started it. Actually, <laughs> oh, when I had parked, it had been rolling. When I parked and I, in my mind, I hadn't been rolling. So, I clicked the button to start it and I actually turned it off just as it was developing in front uh, of the car. My stomach <laughs> so, hurts hearing that. Uh, once in a lifetime, hopefully, uh, scenario and I have no evidence of it, which again... It was a it was a big mistake on my part, so it's probably better that there's no evidence of it floating around on the internet, but I wanted to see what that looked like. Oh. If I'm going to make a mistake, I want to know what it looks like, <laughs> especially if there's stadium effect debris. Yeah, that one hurt. Well, um, at least you got to experience it. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to again, because I was, I was terrified, actually. I, I, was, I was waiting for the car to get lifted. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, not, not good. So, every chase after that, I took note to, A, not really care about the hail as much as I should care about the tornado's path, and True. B, to read the, the clouds better, um, which paid off in Selden, Kansas on May 24th. Uh, saved myself a windshield by uh, reading those collar clouds, which is kind of like the cloud debris circling around a tornado. That tornado started out small and then quickly grew to a half mile. Um, mm -hmm. Luckily, I was placed just outside of that half mile periphery because I was watching the, those clouds right above me. Unbelievable footage. Unbelievable yeah. footage of that, of that tornado. That was a wild day. And we'll, we'll break that one down more. Oh, but yeah. that was definitely, I would say for sure, that day is the highlight of the season for me um, to, to ride alongside this tornado as it's in the field. Um, it was generally paralleling the road I was on, but it was kind of closing the gap until it crossed over the road and traveled down the road some, and I was waiting for it to do that. So I traveled alongside it until it got about 50 yards just off the road. Uh, I saw it uh, tip over some irrigation systems just that were right up against the road and then let it get on the road in front of me. And I just followed behind and, pretty wild chase one of the one of the crazier chases i've had in uh, several years yeah that that tornado was was something else just it was it was wild it felt like a wild animal almost you know in in its nature especially as it passed you and went down the road as you can you can see in our footage and it kind of formed it it, it kind of showed its ragged unformed nature you know maybe so you know multiple vortexes happening in there mm -hmm. um i mean yeah I, I think you know tornadoes come in all shapes and sizes um yeah that one was deceiving when it was a half mile wide it it wasn't uh like a fully condensed half mile wide tornado it was a carousel of 
smaller vortices within the main circulation. But that main circulation, even though it wasn't condensed, it was strong. Um, and that mm-hmm. blew out some windows on some vehicles and tipped over a semi truck. Um, I think actually the semi got hit by one of the, the vortices. Um, but even outside of those smaller tornadoes within the main circulation, the, the main overall circulation was still powerful and it was still ripping stuff apart. So yeah. And that video 4k video is on our Patreon site. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is an extended cut of that, a 15 minute cut uh, that breaks down the day and, and all of the, the mayhem of that one tornado um, and then the events leading up to it. Uh, you can see uh, for free, I highlight on our uh, YouTube page, it's in 1080 and we have kind of the main highlights of the tornado riding alongside it and as it's moving into town. But yeah, if you want the full details, that is available on our Patreon and it is in glorious 4K and it's is 15 minutes long. And your day ended with free watermelon, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> we'll that's get a cliffhanger for the episode. Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned on season two for the full story of the watermelon. Watermelon teaser. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, what a what a interesting season um, for sure. I think it, it really highlights to me just kind of each each of our experiences this year. It, it just it's just another chapter in, you know, obviously our lives, but then as a team of chasers and friends. And just, I I was reflecting, you know, the other day, just how thankful I am that, you know, we're a team of three. Um, I feel like we're really lucky in that way. And we, we get to kind of, you know, help each other and lift, lift each other's spirits up when, when we do miss things mm-hmm. um, and, and really celebrate ch- with each other when we do, when we do get, to, get to see things as well. And especially too, when, when just life is happening and maybe we don't get to get out and do this thing that we love as much. We need encouragement there too, because, right. <laughs> because yeah. that hurts that, that, that stings. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just really reflective at the end of this, uh, normal storm chasing season of just, yeah, this, this is life and, and you got to have these relationships, um, to, to be able to kind of, to weather it, at least, at least we do. (laughs) I don't want to speak for anybody else, but, um, it's really important, um, because the highs are high and the lows are lows for sure. I love, I love thinking back to February, March, and we all had these conversations of, I wonder what we're going to be saying in June. Mm-hmm. We're always like, what does the, what are the next three months have in store for us? And it's yeah. always so uniquely different. The experiences are so vastly different. Yep. And so I think, uh, I think we're, we're all in a really healthy place when it comes to storm chasing emotionally and mentally. Uh, that hasn't always been the case for us. Um, but I think now we can appreciate what we get and we don't take, uh, take it too, too, hard uh when we when we miss some things i think we have that together and so um i I think it's been a really unique season yeah i would i would echo that that's for sure what what i'm feeling on the inside as well um what an interesting what an interesting year and now we have hurricane season to look forward to next oh yeah yes that has begun and it looks to be active yes already there's a disturbance in the gulf um which is just wild it's june Obviously, it is hurricane season. Yeah, uh, but still, it feels like it's uh, earlier and earlier. Yeah, we've had year. two name storms already, and likely a third one, maybe even tonight. <laughs> they might name it tonight. Right. Yeah. Awesome, fellas. Well, 
Well, thanks so much for for that recap of the 2021 uh, tornado chasing season. And we've mentioned it a few times. We're bringing everything to our Patreon page. Um, some people may uh, wonder about that, but I think it's pretty simple. Uh, this is a hobby that that costs money and, and, and takes resources. And we have families. And even doing this podcast, we, we have to take hours out of, you know, away from our families. And so any sort of monetary re- recompense uh, would be greatly, greatly appreciated appreciated. Yes. And also our patrons are going to, they're going to continue having access to the continuing story for us and the continuing dialogue for us, even though it's the end of season one here on the podcast, um, leading up to season two, we're still going to be updating our, our Patreon page and letting people know what we're up to. Absolutely. It's like, it's like when they, in between Star Wars movies put out comics that tell you about like what happened in the in between. Yes. The Patreon is the in between. There it's it the is. Bridge. <laughs> Brilliant. There's already been yeah a, a lot of great support for for that Patreon. So um, I'm actually going to read a few names of some folks who are already our Patreons. So um, there's some funny names here, and then there's some real names. But thank you, uh, Funky Fresh Caesar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Amy D. Thank you, Ryan D. Thank you. Uh, uh, K.S. Thank you, uh, Dustin P. And thank you, Olive Garden Sommelier. Yes. <laughs> we which love so- you. We <laughs> love so- you. Which sounds like a candle that Jeff would have. <laughs> yes. Olive Garden Sommelier. <laughs> um, I'm going to Google that. <laughs> thank you all again, just from the bottom of our hearts, for hanging on with us and listening to us for this first season of the Tornado Trackers podcast. It's been such a fun and exciting experiment of just dipping our toe into this storytelling format. Y'all have really just showed up for us and and, and wowed us in, in a lot of uh, amazing ways. And so we're going to keep we're going to keep making podcasts. We're super stoked just to tell stories and to hear stories. We're going to keep doing that for sure. We're going to take a little bit of time off to, you know, do some summer traveling and to collect some more stories and record some more episodes. But we'll, we'll be back uh, at the start of September in this main feed here. Like we said before, if you want to catch some more uh, contact with us, the Tornado Trackers, we're going to be updating our Patreon still. So uh, check out at that out at patreon.com slash Tornado Trackers. Um, so yeah, we are the Tornado Trackers. I'm Jeremy Heyman, joined by Gabe Cox and Jeff Mangum. This has been season one of the Tornado Trackers podcast, and we will catch you in a little bit. We'll see you at the start of September. Bye-bye.